Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Ever since Nick Alda said it that way, I have to say it that way. I can't say it any other way. But um, welcome back, everybody. We appreciate uh, you guys checking in with us. Here, your host. He's the Stallion. I'm the Enforcer. And this week, we have a very special guest amidst all the crazy wild purge like chaos that is um this world ava everett thank you so much for joining the show we really appreciate it no problem thank you for having me on um unfortunately we have to start with i guess a little bit of bad news it is topical um today we lost howard finkel um who is the voice of my childhood and probably anybody's childhood who Watch professional wrestling in any um, you know aspect. He's synonymous with uh, the Shawn Michaels, the Bret Hart, um, all the way down to the Hulk Hogan, and we lost him today. Uh, do you have any memories of Howard Finkel? Were you a fan of his? Or did you ever get to you know meet him? Um, I never did get to meet Howard Finkel, but it's really crazy that this happened because I feel like um, with this quarantine, Anthony and I have been watching a lot of wrestling, you name it. So um, in between that little bit of wrestling that we decided to watch, we actually went back because I had never watched WWE Legends House. And Howard Finkel is on WWE's Legends House. And we, I cannot make this up. We just watched it. So, of course, with watching WWE Legends House, we, we went on and we looked and see, you know, everybody that we, you know, that's still with us. And he was. And we were like, wow, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, unfortunately passed on, you know, that were on the show. But he was still one that was going strong. And we were just talking about it. So wow. it was a little crazy to me because I was like, wow, we just watched a whole season with him on it. You go, first of all, you guys watched the whole season? <laughs> oh, impressive. we watched the entire season. Hilarious. Uh, that's that's a lot of watching. That show was hysterical. Um, and 
A uh, little known fact, actually, uh, my co-host Joe was introduced by Howard Finkel at a friend of his wedding. Finkel did the wedding and emceed it, and it was just legendary. So uh, we lost um, lost a great guy today in Howard Finkel. But um, you know, you, first and foremost, I want to let you know. You know, you mentioned you and Anthony were watching a lot of wrestling, and you guys have such cool stuff going on in your YouTube channels. I have a problem with the Pringles challenge. I feel. Like <laughs> I, if anybody didn't I see didn't come up with that one, so you can't blame me. No, no, I feel like you were cheated. I, I feel like I feel like I actually cheated, but self-preservation. There are no rules in the Pringles challenge, and I happened to snag a tie. So we're still fighting over the brood T-shirt, and I'm gonna win it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> When I saw the brood T-shirt, like you want to talk about, so like such hard to find nostalgia. Um, Anthony is actually on our show right now. Show you. Everybody call it like stop wearing that T-shirt. You. The Jerry Lynch shirt. I did wash it. I did wash it, but I've worn this in like every video that Anthony and I've been doing because I'm like Jerry Lynn's so freaking cool. He was so dope in ECW, and and man, love love some Jerry Lynn. And I want that brood shirt. I want. (laughs) It's uh listen, I guarantee it's probably one of the only one in existence right now. Um The brood the, shirt? Yeah, the brood shirt. I mean I've seen two okay, so when Anthony posted it, because he's been doing like uh wrestling t shirt of the day or whatever, but the uh, the original reason why I saw the brood shirt was I'm not lying to you, Anthony probably has about four hundred wrestling t shirts, like indie guys, ECW, WWE, WWF, like all original t shirts. So I he did he I went through all 400 t-shirts. We like donated some. He's going to try and sell a few. We categorized them. They're all by color in his closet. Like we went in. Um, and when I saw the brood shirt, I love Gangrel. Like Big Dave is the coolest. He's the coolest at shows. He goes hard when he wrestles. Like because of that fact, he is like my all time favorite. Like he's so dope. So when I saw that brood t-shirt, he was going to get rid of this Jerry Lynn one because he has so many t-shirts. I was like, no, you're not getting rid of it. I'm going to keep it. And then I was like, are you going to get rid of the brood one? And he was like, no, of course not. So then I was like, what am I going to do to get this brood t-shirt? Because I really want it. And when he posted that video, there was another guy that retweeted and was like, hey, you are the only other guy in existence that I know has this fruit t-shirt. And then, um, do you know how everybody's been doing those don't rush challenges? Oh, yeah, when you... Yes, yeah, 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 okay. okay. So there were some uh, indie wrestling uh, fans, like women's fans, um, and I saw a clip of a girl and I don't know who she is, but she was in the video and she was wearing the brood t-shirt. And I was like, I've seen only like three of these t-shirts ever, but I'm so jealous. And then her outfit was so cute. And I was like, I need it. Maybe we could find this random brood t-shirt wearing uh, young lady yeah. and we could find her for you. I we can I put can't her believe- on with us and we could talk about the brood t-shirt for now. <laughs> you know, in 2020, I never would have imagined having such a long conversation about the brood, but it's been a weird year. And uh, <laughs> here we are. You said, Anthony, um, for those who don't know, uh, retro AG Anthony Green. Yes. Um, you guys have been doing such cool stuff, like I mentioned, on the YouTube. And he uh, he was on our podcast probably about a year or so ago. And his knowledge of uh, the retro wrestling, um, we went on a hunt. We had like a 20 minute discussion just on like um, WWF No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 video games. Like it's, 
it's uh, immersive, if you will. The uh, the retro, just like the ability to recall all that stuff. And actually, I call Joe uh, Wrestlepedia because he's the same way. I could be like, uh, what was a dark match of SummerSlam 90? And he's like, got it. You know, so know it, it's it a, yeah, it's a special ability. Is that something that you also have? Or are you working on your uh, knowledge of that? Or is it just... So I have a lot of useless knowledge in my brain. Um, and... It's definitely not all wrestling. Uh, sometimes it is very hard for me to uh, retain all of that, but I, I like to hope that all of the different little elements or little tidbits that Anthony, you know, shares upon me that I remember most of them, but I am never going to be someone that is able to, you know, list, list every single WrestleMania main event. And I know that's something that they always say people should be able to do if you're a wrestler, but I'm going to tell you, my brain's not that great. It's not gonna happen. And I agree. I'm the same way. Like I, I can watch the same pay per view like 15 times and still forget who wins and stuff like that. So to me, it's like always new, and I think that's cool. So yeah. everybody's different. You know, you mentioned you have that's a lot of useless knowledge. Um, it's funny if you Google your name, one of the first things that comes up is how big a fan you are of 90s. Is that true? Um, so I really do like uh, like 90s pop culture. Um, I think. Uh, on top of like the 90s pop culture um i'm more so a fan of like late 90s early 2000s um but i feel like under the circumstances of me when i first started out and i was trying to become like who ava everett was um before i became the ava taker um anthony was like this big like he was doing the 1980s thing and there was another girl that was with us that she really liked the 90s we were a tag team at the time um she liked 80s 70s like you name it so we all kind of had like our own like decade and i was like well i'm kind of into like the late 90s 2000s thing like maybe i can make that work and that's kind of like how it all originally started the uh, i believe what all that <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah. the stat is like all I that. I come out to the, all that theme song, and every time I do it, everybody like goes absolutely nuts. They love it because it's just nostalgia. People want to feel like a kid. Yeah. Yes. All the all that theme song. I don't know if it was the brat that did it, but it went so hard. And I I implore you if you um, watch all that as it a was kid. TLC. TLC sings the all that theme song. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch it as a kid, you go back and you listen now. That is one sick song. It is so good. It, it really is. It gets me pumped. So I think that's so cool. And it's a uh, Power Rangers too. You're a big Power Ranger fan. So I have a tag partner, um, Dave N, and we come out to, we dress like Power Rangers. Um, I do that on my own as well, but uh, we both have like the Power Ranger gear and we come out to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And whenever we come out to that one, people lose it. Like it's hard for them to hate us because just the song, it just goes. It's fantastic. So it's kind of like coming out to the Ultimate Warrior theme song. Like once you hit like the first lyric, you're like, oh my God, I know that song. You yeah. know? So, yeah. And as far as uh, 80s and 90s, that's all we do here. I actually have uh, the collection of my you Power Rangers. Over there. <laughs> I also have a Miami Vice Funko Pop over my uh, shoulder here. So we're big 80s and 90s people. Um, so you said you're trying to find your character. First of all, where did you um, get started in wrestling? Where, were you? I know you weren't so much a fan growing up, right? I wasn't. Um, so uh, my earliest memories of wrestling, um, I would watch a little bit with my uncle. We would watch, you know, he would always have wrestling on or like, the show with Chuck Norris, like Chuck Norris. So um, 
the, my very earliest memories was like attitude era wrestling. And um, for me, I was always like a little 13 thir- going on 30 feminists. And I absolutely hated the way that women were portrayed. And, you know, in that period of time, I f- found it very derogatory. And being who I was as, you know, a little adult, um, I had no interest in wrestling, like not nothing at all. Uh, I really started getting into wrestling again um, around the time of like when the Divas Revolution was kind of ending. Um, and you 20, know, they really 2015, right around that time. More, more so like 2016. Okay. Uh, like I watched them retire the Divas belt and um, they started giving uh, women like longer matches. And I was like, wow, this is I was always a theater kid. So it was always so theatrical to me um, as much as it, it was a physical, um, you know, sport. And I just, I remember seeing these girls and I was like, man, like, I feel like that's something I can do. So, um, I was dating someone at the time and they were really into wrestling. We both, uh, got into it and I stuck with it. He didn't. And I just, I love it. Uh, I haven't quit since. And I've been really motivated, um, seeing all of these new opportunities for women online with, you know, AEW and WWE and NXT, you know, um, w- with everything going on in the world, I know that, you know, it's it, being hired, uh, and being fired is a really touchy subject right now, but, uh, in the wrestling community, um, but this isn't going to last forever. And I think that, um, once I kind of saw that evolution happening and all of the opportunities that were being given to women, um, it just changed what I wanted to do and changed like my outlook on wrestling. So it became something that I was, um, I knew I was going to try, like I wanted to make a living out of it. Sure. And I think, you know, the attitude era was, it really, it had its pros and cons because it had yeah. like the main event stars. And I like, like the Sure. I mean, for what it's worth, I'm not going to go rewatch May Young give birth to a hand, you know, no. but if that if that raw comes on, I might watch, you know, the rock segment with Triple H or something like that. And I think it's, you know, like what you said about like a 13 going on 30 feminists, you know, even, you know, as a as a guy, you know, uh, you look at you go back and you watch out and you're like, you know, there was a lot of talent there too, women talent that didn't get a chance to shine. And it was funny um, when I first met my wife, not to go off on a tangent, I was a, clearly I'm a big wrestling fan. She's like, uh, and the first thing I showed her was uh, Candace and Joey versus the young bucks in a guerrilla yeah. warfare match. And that was it. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm into this. And, yeah, exactly. And Candace Ray became her favorite wrestler. I think that was the generation, maybe like 2010 on the independency in 2011 is when, you know, the really um, athletic, talented women got a chance to shine. And, the WWE, it took them a little bit longer, you know, than it did on the independent scene. There wasn't as much free reign, but once that talent made its way to WWE and NXT, you really saw that that next level. And I think, believe it or not, I know that, you know they get a lot of a, a guff from the uh, internet fans, but like the Bellas and stuff like that, what they were able to do with the show the Total Bellas. Bellas, yeah, I mean, and everybody has such a problem with them going into the Hall of Fame. I'm like, it's world wrestling entertainment. You know, they might not be the most amazing professional wrestlers, that they're competent, but what they were able to get eyes on the product i you know entertainment is is the total bella show is the total diva show so i think they're more than deserving and now um you know like you mentioned with what's going on right now as a i don't want to go into negative town clearly we're as i said earlier we you know we lost howard finkel today and yesterday was i think they call it black wednesday with all of the the talent that was uh, you know as a professional 
wrestler that you are and you look you see all your you know i'm sure your friends and your yeah. training partners and things like that how does that you know i it has to hit you differently than it does the rest of the world right how does that hit you yeah um i definitely think it was it's a really sad thing to see because i do know some of them um but for the most part just being in the wrestling community and being you know uh, a sports entertainer being a, a professional wrestler um it does hit you harder because um, a lot of those people, it was their dream to get signed by WWE. It was their dream to be a part of WWE. So it does hurt because you think in a way like, man, that could have been me. Um, but at the same time, I think that professional wrestlers are so resilient. Um, I see a lot of them going back at some point. I see a lot of them, you know, once all of this is over, uh, making a really, really good listen, uh, living whether it's on the indies or going to different promotions. I hear the dog <laughs> uh, going yeah. to different promotions, you know. Um, I saw so many of them being so positive about the situation. And uh, that really was what I tried to lean into because I feel like so many people were so sad and, um, you know, they and they have every right to be. I just, I was so happy to see so many of them being just like, you know, this isn't the end for me. Like, um, my story's not over. I'm going to continue to persevere and push through. Um, so it really hit hard. It was really something that I was like, man, you know, that could have been any of us. Um, and I was really proud to see how the wrestling community, you know, came uh, up behind them. And it was very uplifting. Um, and as much it, as it, stunk it kind of brought everybody together at the end of the day so uh, i wish it didn't have to happen um but i'm really glad that you know it, it brought us all together i guess yeah and there was a lot of you know from i mean you had cody rhodes the aew supporting zach Ryder and putting up a post about zach Ryder and how close he was to him and i think at this day and age at this stage there's so many places um for these professional wrestlers to make a living yeah. i think it would hurt it hurts a lot less now than it did however many years ago right so now i mean there are companies that are going to prosper from this are the AEW, the MLW, the Ring of Honor, the New Japan, the Beyond Wrestling. And, and so it it's very sad that they lost that job. But a lot of them, you know, I know Deanna Perrazzo said it was something she was kind of, you know, petitioning for. And she wanted to get out of the contract. Rusev was the same way. So, you know, everybody's been so positive um, about it. I mean, except for, I don't know if you saw Drake Maverick's Instagram. Yeah, it's very sad. I, I felt very bad for Jeez. him. My buddy sent it to me. I'm like, thanks, asshole. That was like, it really ruined my day. It was like, I felt terrible. I mean, he he's you know another guy that's going to rebound, though, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, they're just, you know, for every one of that, there was the, the positive message about how this isn't the end. And I think this might be, uh, for the other companies, a really good opportunity because not everybody's going to sign, you know, all the talent, yeah. but a lot of other companies are going to be able to grow and prosper and maybe use these professional wrestlers in a way well, enhance, enhance their roster 100%. Sure. I mean, in a guy like Rusev, who the fans were, were crazy for, we haven't seen him on TV since the Bobby Lashley, you know, and people are clamoring for him. So I hope nothing but the best for all the talent that Thank was you released. Too. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of somebody that might benefit from it, uh, Beyond Wrestling. Beyond Wrestling has been become one of my favorite promotions to watch, um, without a doubt. Uh, thanks to independentwrestling.tv and their show uh, Uncharted Territory, which is a weekly show. And it is that's like professional wrestling for the wrestling fan, right? Like when you put on Beyond Wrestling, you know what you're getting in a show. Uh, how did you 
uh, you know, you've been wrestling for about a year and a half, I believe, right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, how did, were you able to, um, I mean, you made that transition, and you've had some amazing matches with some very big talent in such a short amount of time. The Chris Statlanders we talked about uh, earlier. What's that transition been like for you, and how did you get your foot in the door with Beyond? So, um, I am very fortunate that I live in New England, so the commute to Beyond was never uh, a really, like, a long haul for a lot of the wrestlers that you see on every week. Um, so for me, when I first started wrestling, like even before I was ready to have matches, um, I started going to be on wrestling shows immediately. So I would go and I would do ring crew. I would set up, I would do airport runs. You know, you, they say the regular, like paying your dues. Um, I did that for like probably about a year or so before they really started, you know, uh, thinking about using myself, um, Angel Sinclair as the Platinum Honeys and as well, uh, with Anthony. Um, and I, cause I wasn't ring ready, but, uh, just going to every show, it kind of like set a precedent for myself. So, um, I was able to show, you know, that it was something that I wanted to do. So when I was ready to have matches, they were like, all right, well, we're going to use you because you've been here. You've proved, you know, you, you've proved your worth. Um, you've proved that you're always willing to help. Um, so I got a few opportunities scattered, um, between valeting and then we started having our own matches. And then with uncharted territory being every Thursday and us being so local, um, some may call it luck. Some may call it paying your dues. Some may call it, you know, that I earned the spot and I deserved it. Um, I just started having more and more interaction, more and more matches. Um, and then I really, uh, just kind of like, I guess you can say like earned my keep there. Uh, and then I think because of my location and, and being so available, um, it was like, all right, well, what can we do for you to enhance you because I am so brand new. So putting me in the ring with, you know, people like Chris Dickinson and uh, Pinky Sanchez and having tag matches with, you know, my best friends like Josh Briggs and Anthony Green, you know, um, they had a really large part in training me. So uh, being with them, hearing them put matches together, it, it, because they're, you know, they're, they're next level compared to where I'm at. You know, they have contracts, they know what they're doing. They're true professionals like that have traveled the world and have shown everybody what they can do. Um, and I think that beyond an uncharted territory, um, they saw that I was willing to help them. So they wanted to help me. Um, and that's why I've been so fortunate to be so prevalent with beyond. Yeah. And you could say, um, like you said, some may say it's luck. Well, luck might get you booked once, right? But sure, luck's not going to get you booked over and over and over again. I think that's a credit to you and your talents and your ability to pick up, um, um, you know, really pick up the sport so quickly. I know you said you had a theater background. Were you, um, did you have an athletic background as well? Um, so when I was in high school, I was a three-season athlete. So I always, always, always played sports. I was always busy. Um, and I did do club sports outside of school, um, too. I played soccer. I ran cross-country track. Um, I swam. Uh, I did a little bit of everything. I wanted to be very involved. So so that's perfect. I think um, it was Taz that once said, to be a professional wrestler, you have to be a stuntman, an actor, and a professional athlete. And you that's <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I mean, you kind of just listed all the things that you had that were able to get you into the sport. So um, I congratulate you with that in such a short amount of time. I'm sure we're going to be seeing, well, 
soon, I hope, we'll be seeing more of yourself and Beyond Wrestling and Uncharted Territory. Um, aside from eating $50 worth of Taco Bell, which it literally just blows my mind that you guys were able to do that. Um, what else have you really been doing in this uh, crazy quarantine to keep busy and... Um, everything that they tell you not to do, uh, so, like, watching TV, eating junk, and hanging out, and doing nothing that I should be doing as a professional wrestler, uh, but kidding, I hope, kind of, not really, um, uh, really, for the most part, um, we've been staying in shape as much as we can, you know, we can't, you know, you can't go to gyms right now, so doing, like, basement workouts, which aren't really, like, optimal, um, but... Um, I guess my main goal when this kind of all started was, uh, I wanted to stay as prevalent as I could on social media, um, and just, you know, be a, an outlet for the fans because a lot of them, you know, were used to seeing us every week. So, um, I've taken a lot of time and effort in, uh, making sure that the fans know that I'm always online. I'm always there. I'm just always, you know, like a, a DM away if they feel like they need somebody to talk to, um, as well as other wrestlers and just creating as much like content as we can. Like you've, you've watched some of the videos we've done, like the YouTube videos. Um, I Facebook have live videos. Yeah, Facebook yeah. lives, uh, being on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, just pumping out as much content as I can um, and healing my body. Uh, you know, they always say it at the end of the day, like you, you watch all of these old wrestlers and they're like, oh, man, you know, so and so looks so horrible. It's because we're doing this 365 days a year. There are no breaks like you, you know, get a pulled muscle and, you know, you might find out in 15 years that you still have that pulled muscle because it never healed. So resting as much as I have, uh, can, um, trying to heal myself so that when we come back and live events are, you know, are once again, are happening. Yeah. Whenever, we're allowed to leave the house at some point. Um, yeah that I can be like at the top of, of my game and I can just go out there and try and, you know, impress them as much as, you know, I was before, but even better now because I'm, I feel good. Sure. You're able to move like you like yeah. to move. And I, you said, you said you and Anthony were watching a lot of old wrestling. That's, that's not, you know, definitely don't discount that uh, mentally, right? You, you're watching matches. You're learning from watching, watching the greats. What have you, has there been like an era you guys have been focusing on or anything um, in particular you like you really enjoying? We watch a, a little bit of everything. Um, Anthony and I are huge fans of like, well, I'm a huge fan. And I feel like that's why we watch it a lot. He saw that I was really drawn to like, like early to mid 2000s, like wrestling. Cause as much as people say it was like the, the pits of wrestling at the same time, like they, those guys were and some women, but mostly those men were so innovative. Um, you so, know, are you talking like JBL? Are we talking about JBL? No, I'm okay. talking like 2000 CZW. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we watch a little bit of like, uh, you know, IWA mid South, um, we watch a lot of like indie wrestling. Um, so, I mean, we've been watching some WWE. Uh, I really, really enjoy ECW. So we watch a lot of ECW. Yes. Because it, it, I think he finds that I, 
I'm less on my phone when we watch ECW <laughs> than like if he puts on a regular pay-per-view. But at the same time, like Attitude Era, um, watching a lot of old like you know Undertaker because I'm kind of having to like start implement uh, implementing more of that into my character because that's what the fans want to see from me. Um, but mostly like indies. We I really like 2000 indie wrestling. Sure, like um, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Brian yeah. Danielson, yeah. Loki, Homicide, F- that kind of watching era. Watching FIP, like old F- old FIP. Sure, so a lot of that, and that's a lot of like CM Punk, Hulk Banner, you name it. Yeah, that you're right. That okay. That now we're talking IWA and then Combat Zone. Okay, I thought we were talking about like that's JBL, cool. and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Nobody uh, wants to watch JBL. No, no offense, that that's actually when I stopped watching was the JBL era. <laughs> I was also like. 19 i think or 18 it was different back then but um you know you mentioned the undertaker when and how did you become the ava taker this has been so i, chokes I, like? didn't, I didn't do it the i didn't do it yes so when i was i this is solely when i was transitioning from being a valet to a wrestler um you it, you would get like how do i say this the opportunities that I was be giving, being given to wrestle, I was most of the time was in a tag team. So you kind of have to split the opportunities that you have. So when I started having matches, um, I decided that I wanted to do things that the fans would want to see. So a lot of times in my matches, as short as they were, I would do the Undertaker leg drop on the apron because we speak about n- nostalgia and we speak about funny things that the fans know are going to happen and they want to be a part of so i would yell ava taker before i do the leg drop and that was like the only thing i was doing in matches like that's that was that that was my like one spot that i i got to do so that was your people's elbow right that was my people's elbow so when i started doing that and then the fans really started to see who i was it was like every time i would go out to the ring the only thing that they would associate with me was yelling Ava Taker and being crazy and doing the tongue thing and being a psychopath. So they would just start chanting Ava Taker. And then when I would be at the merch table or I would be out with the fans, they would be like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? When are you going to get gear? When are you? So it started turning into like, they wanted to see the whole nine yards of the Ava Taker. So I was like, okay, um, I've never really been a huge Undertaker fan, but now I'm kind of pigeonholed. What do I do to make the fans happy? Because I feel like that's the most important part of who the Ava Taker is. I'm still funny and goofy. Um, I don't do like a ton, a ton of Ava Taker stuff or I don't dress like I might still do my 90s thing. Um, but I was like, what can I do to make the fans happy? Because I feel like that's what sports entertainment is. That's what professional wrestling is. What am I going to do to make them want to cheer and want to be invested and want to watch? So the Beyond Wrestling fans turned me into the Ava Taker because originally I was going to do this like 90s, 2000, like funny comedy girl gimmick. And I still sprinkle it in, but it really evolved into something that I couldn't control anymore. Um, And I just had to go with because that's kind of what the fans were expecting from me. But I really enjoyed it and I like it. And that's what they want to see. That's what I'm going to give to them. I mean, that's how all like great stories start, right? Like Stone Cold just did the Stone Cold 316 promo. And the next night, everybody had Austin 316, you know, 
poster. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, you you if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? You 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 play the hits and you go with what works. What uh what else will we be sprinkling into the Ava Taker? Is there anything else we could expect coming up from the return from this quarantine? So, um, for WrestleMania weekend, I had huge plans to really like uh, change my look. Um, I got brand new gear. I had you know I was getting the whole nine yards with the hair and the makeup and you name it. So. I had all these really big plans to kind of really divulge into who the Ava Taker was as a, as a character. Um, and I've posted photos of the gear and uh, I actually did a really fun video um, with, with the gear that I was going to debut for WrestleMania. And everybody was so impressed that I decided to just kind of like dive headfirst into this character um, that I was never, you know, I never expected that I was going to be doing. Um, so, So I uh, had plans to, you know, really become who I thought the Ava Taker was. Um, And I feel like the fans got to see a little bit of that, um, but they were really going to see like me full force trying to be who I thought the Ava Taker was because I am still so brand new. um, And I feel like it is very hard to find who you think you are as a performer. Um, So I had really big plans. And I hope that once the once I find out that I can go to a live event and I can perform in front of the fans, you'll all see it. Like, I'm going to go head to toe and I'm going to make it happen. Um, but that kind of is what stops everything. Because I feel like I don't want to go into something without people being able to physically touch it and see it and, and view it live in person because it's such a different experience than seeing things online. Yeah, and I, well, it's been awesome, and it, it's been really cool to watch. But the other thing you touched on was WrestleMania weekend, and everybody knows um, we actually had Rich Paladino on the show uh, about a week and a half ago. Rich is uh, he's the man, but we were talking, and um, the amount of money lost from everybody for that weekend was just brutal, um, and it was such a it's such a hit. Do you? I mean, as you know, again, as a professional wrestler, you probably have so many bookings that weekend so how did like do you think there's going to be a way to recover that this year like i I know a lot of places we're talking about maybe if SummerSlam uh does happen they could do like a thing around SummerSlam. but as professional wrestling fans i think people need to realize like that weekend there's probably so many bookings so many uh for wrestlecon so the best way that people can recover you know and help their professional wrestlers out Pro wrestling tees, I think, is uh, is a fantastic way to go. And I got to tell you, the Are You Afraid of the Dark shirt, but the Are You Afraid of the Ava Taker <laughs> is absolutely the coolest thing. I think it's such an awesome way to blend the Ava Taker with the 90s nostalgia. So if you're looking to help, you know, um, your the the performers you watch all the time or these companies, definitely go to Pro Wrestling Tees. They really take care. Um, well, I'm not a professional wrestler, but from what I hear, they really take care of uh, the people on their website, correct? Yeah, I do have a pro wrestling tease account, and I, I've seen a little bit of uh, you know success from that. Whether it's been now or even before all of this happened, um, a lot of people have pro wrestling tease accounts. A lot of people have been starting Patreon accounts, um, which is like a tiered subscription service. I do have one of those. Um, a lot of professional wrestlers even have their own websites and big cartels that they're selling their merchandise on. So I think that for those um, people that economically can't afford 
afford to make their own website. Pro Wrestling Tees is a really um, fantastic free opportunity for professional wrestlers to get merchandise out there. They may not be able to front the cost of purchasing real physical t-shirts to sell at a show because it's it costs a lot of money to be a professional wrestler and i don't think people realize that so i feel like pro wrestling tees and like iwtv and all of these uh places where you can sell your t-shirt designs um without having to like physically have t-shirts made is really just a fantastic opportunity for all wrestlers and i think a lot of us are so uh appreciative of like pro wrestling tees uh because a lot of us wouldn't be able to sell merch without them and especially right now, since everybody's locked down and nobody could do anything, what a better time than to start um, some of these subscription services. Like you mentioned, the IWTV. I think the promo code MJF sucks actually still works. And I think you get five days for free. So if you want to, you know, just dip your toes in the water and see what's on there, uh, use promo code MJF sucks. And I, I'm pretty sure it still works. And you get, um, or Rich Paladino has one, go to his Twitter. But uh, what a great opportunity to start, you know, watching some of the stuff that you've, you've heard about your favorite wrestling or you can see where your favorite wrestler started like you mentioned the ccw was on there the beyond wrestling the iw yeah. mid-south it's the perfect time to support your favorite wrestlers and your favorite wrestling promotions um when we're doing nothing you're not going anywhere watch some wrestling nope. support your favorite wrestlers and if you can't you know buy the merch then like subscribe um your instagram um and your uh your youtube i should say uh at ava everett also, like you update it almost every day. I, I think it's so cool. You're oh, so in touch so with much. the fans. <laughs> I think it's so cool. You're so in touch with the fans, though. It gives them a really good opportunity to feel like they're not missing, you know, they're not missing as much as they really are. And, you know, being an independent contractor, you have to get your name out there, right? So I think it's, it's a two way street. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like for me, uh, this was such a weird time because like speaking of IWTV like Anthony uh, had just started his own promotion so we've had a couple of different shows he uh, he runs Zero uh, One USA Northeast um, so you can you can find you know you can see that on IWTV. So we had you know three four five shows booked, um, which are not happening anymore. Uh, and I feel like it was such like kind of a downer. And I feel like IWTV and pro wrestling tees it really gave a lot of us you know a lot of hope because even though we can't be there physically, we can still be there you know for the fans at least online and they can still see our work with those different venues. So um, I think we're also appreciative of them. And you, there's so many, you get like those five day free trials of IWTV. I mean, like that alone is worth it. Yeah. And there's nothing is for free, right? There's so no. if you have 24 hours in a day and you're not leaving the house, there's plenty of stuff you can watch. And zero one Northeast. I mean, it's, uh, you know, an upstart company. Not, it's an upstart company, but zero one has been around in, um, you know, Japan in different, and in the Midwest, yeah. right. And, uh, the Northeast is so cool because you have great talent like, um, yourself, Anthony, uh, Josh Briggs, you mentioned, uh, Chris Statlander is in there. Um, and Alex for, Reynolds, yeah, yeah, Alex Reynolds too. Yeah. Beaver boys. Um, for such a new promotion, I mean, the, uh, drawing a lot of attention, also drawing a lot of, um, you know, a lot of fans to, you know, su such a new, um, a new promotion with familiar names. And I think that's like, you know, like we mentioned earlier with all these, uh, professional wrestlers now being able to, that were just released from their contract. I think it's only going to help 
all promotions and maybe get those wrestlers that you didn't expect um, maybe a little closer to you and, you know, more visibility. So I think um, I'm hoping nothing but the best for Zero One. I know you guys are fantastic in promotion. Um, the, I'm, I'm still stuck on the Taco Bell thing because, like, I can't... <laughs> like, we're talking about wrestling, but Taco yeah. Bell. $50, like, you could get a full meal from Taco Bell for $6. You get more than a full meal. It was, like, like so much food that I feel like we were, we hadn't had any food all day. We were so hungry because we had spent the entire day, like, I cannot, like, I probably filmed, like, five videos myself that day. So, we had just been creating content all day long and then at the end of the day i was like i'm not cooking this is not happening so we decided we were like what funny video can we do with taco bell and then it just turned into this monster that we couldn't get like it just it was a decision that was made i'm not gonna say it was good or bad but it was a decision that we made i also think i haven't had taco bell and there's not one like too close to me so i haven't had one in a while but the crunch wrap supreme oh the best. that's two thumbs two orange cassidy thumbs we up talked, yeah crunch we wrap. talked about that the entire time like um, that's his number one menu item, and it would be my number one menu item if there was not a thing such as the nacho fries. But the very disappointing thing about nacho fries for Taco Bell is that they do not have them all year round. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Those come with the nacho cheese sauce too, right? You can get yes, you can get them with nacho cheese, and then you can also get them. At, I think it's called like nacho fries supreme or something like that and it comes with like the meat slop on it with nacho cheese and lettuce and tomato and you name it it's like so it's so good i'm sorry did you say meat slop i've yeah. never heard just that's just the like, all who the knows what it is anthony was like oh it's beef but you don't know if that's what it is no it's like corn and I, like who cares it's like slop yeah it really <laughs> That is that's fantastic. I, like you said, it's it's a quarantine diet, right? It's yeah. you, do what you want, live your life. Even if you are a professional wrestler and you're wrestling 365 days a year, eat what you want. I don't like the stereotype of you have to have like ginormous muscles and look like a million dollars because like look at somebody like Kevin Owens. He is one of the absolute best professional wrestlers on the face of the planet, and he doesn't look like you know Ultimate Warrior did. Why, why does that have to be, like, something that you have to do or have to look like to... I hate that kind of stuff. Body positivity all the way with me because, like, that's nothing that makes me more angry on this planet is, like, someone telling you you have to look a certain way to be, like, a fantastic performer. I think that's, like... I, I just... It, I can't even fathom it. It's insane. But Yeah, older you know, Warrior... Gotta, uh, Ultimate Warrior probably had the best body ever in wrestling and <laughs> wasn't exactly... And I'm knocking him because that's no. like how he oh, wanted yeah. to look. Sure, he but to look like an absolute monster. I don't want to look like that. No, but as far as being a worker, you might look like a monster, and you can't work at all. Listen, growing up, was he my favorite? Yeah, had the most badass entrance music of all time. Of course I was. I was a kid. But like you said, you know, it's all about what you're uh, able to do in the ring, and what you've been able to do in the ring in the year and a half, two years that you've been wrestling has been uh, nothing short of extraordinary. We cannot wait to see what's in store. Well, for the world, but also um, for you. Where can everybody find you on every single uh, social media platform? I have a lot of them. Um, I do have a Facebook fan page. You can search Ava Everett on Facebook. Um, I do have a private Facebook account. I do don't usually accept you know a, a fans or anything like that on there just because it's more for family. I feel like Facebook's more for family, anyways. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ava Everett. 
underscore. It is the same Twitter handle. Uh, when you look on there, you will see Ava Everett slash or dash Evie Rogerson. That is me. That is my real name. I like to keep that on there to keep me down to earth with all of my human friends. Um, you can also find me on YouTube by searching Ava Everett. I do have a YouTube channel um, as well as a Patreon account where you can, you know, get to know me a little bit uh, more on a personal level. And the Pro Wrestling Tees store, Ava Everett yes. and Pro Wrestling Tees, and go buy the Are You Afraid of the Dark shirt because it is sick. Thank um, you. <laughs> of course. Uh, listen, before we let you go, I have to ask you the question that we've asked every single person on this podcast that we've ever had ever, and it's probably about 100. Okay. Now, I'm right, I'm right. there's um, Joe and I. We've known ourselves, uh, the Stallion. We've known each other probably uh, about 20 years, um, and there is something that divides us right down the middle. All time. He is Team Shawn Michaels. I am Team Bret Hart. We need to know where you stand. I'm sorry, Sean. Well, sorry. We I'm go. sorry. It's not your Sean's fault. Just the, he's the whole package. Uh, we've had, like I said, probably about 100 people. Three people, I think, have said Bret Hart. Uh, me, Solo Darling, and I can't even remember the third. That's how long it's been. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I forgive you. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Maybe. You and Anthony could watch some Hart Foundation matches, and then when you come back on the show, you could say, actually, you were totally right. Brett's better than Sean. I will go out of my way to watch some Brett, uh, Brett Hart matches for you. Um, I don't know if it's going to change my mind, but I will still do it in honor of uh, your podcast um, and your personal beliefs on <laughs> Brett being better than Sean Michaels, which is that I, I accept your opinion. What? That's... That is far nicer than anybody else has ever been to me on this show about that. You, so You know, everybody can just say and do whatever they want on this planet. You want to like Bret Hart, you can. God, I love Bret Hart so much, but it's okay. <laughs> I digress. Um, thank you so much for your time, Ava Everett. We look forward to seeing you um, hopefully back in the ring soon. But if not, uh, check out all of the social media. You guys post some awesome stuff. You're doing such a Thanks. great job keeping in contact with fans. I don't know if there's another challenge coming up. Maybe a Pringles rematch, if you will. I'm still not we sold have a, on the winner. Uh, a poll up on Twitter right now about uh, a tiebreaker. So people are getting to choose our tiebreaker. As well as we actually have a contest up right now to support uh, you know, our, our indie wrestling fans where we're choosing two people um, and whoever wins by this Saturday, uh, they just have to like, retweet, and follow us. Um, we are going to buy them, uh, two people, each a shirt of their choosing, of any professional wrestler that they would like. Whether it's on Pro Wrestling Tees or directly from them, you name it. So, we got a couple of really cool, fun things going on right now. That is so awesome. Um, that is such a cool thing to do for the fans. And, you know, especially in this time of need, I know a lot of people are struggling with being home. And, you know, not having much to look forward to. So for you guys to do that, that is so cool. Um, go vote. Go vote on the tiebreaker. Go like and retweet. And uh, maybe get a free shirt from um, two of the coolest people around. So, yeah. For, for, listen, free is for everybody. So, <laughs> Ava, thank you so much. We appreciate your time here on the show. We look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.